Hello and welcome to a new episode of Another Angle. My name is Abby and I'm on a mission to help our listeners learn about ways on how to improve their health, their fitness and their overall well-being. We will be joined by guests and specialists from sectors like medicine, nutrition and fitness who will be bringing you the latest advice and the latest trends in what's happening in today's world. Thank you very much, Fatima, for joining us today. Uh, would you like to just tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so um, I am a qualified psychological well-being practitioner and I did my training through the NHS um, and I've got like 10 years of experience in mental health. Um, and recently what I decided to do was kind of take my skills of being a psychological well-being practitioner and really kind of enforce that into my own kind of self-development a coaching business so now I'm like a coach and mentor um, and I also did a qualification in personal training which has kind of helped me to build this kind of like holistic support coaching kind of field that I can actually go into and apply uh, the things that I've learned through my training and my experiences in mental health um, so yeah so that's what I kind of do at the moment. How did you arrive to that what was your life journey that got you to where you are today? Well, I think it's a multiple of things. <laughs> so um, I guess it starts off with like my journey in mental health. And I've kind of been in domiciliary care and residential care. And then I went into forensic um, and I worked in kind of an inpatient hospital within forensics, which I found really, really interesting. And then I kind of went into primary care where I did my um, training with the IAP service, which is increasing access to psychological therapies. And I guess within that time, like a lot of the things that I was doing with patients and clients was kind of the basis of like CBT and kind of applying those kind of tool and strategy based uh, principles into the work that I was doing with my clients. And that was something that I was really, really enjoying. So I guess that's how I kind of transitioned from like starting in mental health as like a healthcare worker, <laughs> going all the way through that experience to now kind of being a psychological well-being practitioner and then obviously having my own self-developing coaching business. Fantastic. So tell me more about that. The, the, the way that you label yourself or like your bio says, I'm your go-to, I'm your go-to <laughs> girl when it comes to all things person and career specific. So what does that mean? So what is your offering exactly? Yeah. So um, I, I guess it's, it's got to do with your self-development and your career. So I think over the years, especially being in a field like psychology, what I've learned is that a lot of people feel that they have to be somebody else to achieve a certain career or a certain pathway in life. And I think that through the time that I've had in my experience of working with different people, what I've noticed is that you can gain a lot from just being yourself and just um, really applying your own knowledge and experiences to the kind of things that you want to do in your life. So say, for example, if you've got a career in mind, uh, a lot of people feel that they need to have X, Y, and Z to really achieve that career. And maybe an element of that is true, but they kind of really forget about who they are and their personality and the self-development that they've done. You know, formal uh, development is very different to like self-development and your personal experiences. So I guess that's kind of how I got to to that point of like really feeling passionate about helping other people to get to that. And I think the the way that my services, well, the way that they did actually build them build itself is through kind of organically helping uh, students that were that are in the position that I was many, many, many years ago, where I was coming out of university, finding it difficult to really see my authentic self and just how I could apply myself into different sort of career roles and especially in psychology because it's quite competitive I suppose it's like that in lots of different fields but 
in my in my experience and my understanding is that psychology you know it's very very competitive to become a psychologist or to get any kind of experience this was something that I was super passionate about so it kind of just organic organically grew with these students kind of asking me for help and wanting to achieve these careers in psychology and then I guess that led me on to like also supporting them with their mindset and thinking about how they can be themselves use their personality use their life experiences and just use that self-development to help them to get to that kind of career goal that they may have. Fantastic stuff. So so what would you say your mission in life? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> um, I guess my mission is in life is just to help people kind of overcome these mental barriers that they might have that stop them from being their authentic self. So it's very much about looking at how they can kind of break down their barriers, dissect their difficulties, like their thought patterns. A lot of the work that I do is around like self-esteem and perfectionism and that comparison creature that we have, you know, that stops us from kind of taking action or implementing certain things in our life. So a lot of the work that I do is to really help people break down those barriers and really see their potential and where they can actually kind of put their energy um, and be efficient in achieving certain goals. What would you say the number one barrier is stopping people from doing what they want to do? Oh, the number one barrier, I think a, I hear a lot about, you know, self-comparison and self-esteem. Like, I think it's all about self-belief, isn't it? And like your mindset, you know, it's all about how you look at something and how you see yourself in that position. And a lot of people see a lot of things in life in terms of like career goals to be completely unattainable. Um, and they feel like they have to do so much work and put so much effort in in order to attain it. And I think an element of that is true. However, it's also uh, looking at your interests and your passions and your values and what's important to you and how you can incorporate all of that into the things that you do to get to your goal. That it doesn't have to be something completely alien to you, that you can be yourself whilst you're working towards that goal. Um, and I think that a lot of people try to compare themselves to other people like I don't have this and I don't have that and I want to be like her and if I don't have this thing that this person has or this thing that this other person has then I can't achieve that um, and I think that ties back into like my mission in life where, where it's really important to really acknowledge who you are and what you've been through and how you can use that to help you to get to towards your goal. I saw that also on your bio, you say that I know what it's like to feel stuck in a rut with no idea how to move forward. Mm. So do you feel this is, this is your past experiences are helping you build that connection with your clients at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. So in my experience, um, you know, I think after graduating from university, it was very, very difficult to understand what kind of uh, experience I needed, what kind of support I could even receive, because I think after you come out of university, a lot of students are told to go to career support and advisors, but they're very generic and they're very sort of the information that they give is very general. Um, so it's very hard to kind of take that on board and really know what to do with it. So a lot of the kind of passion um, that I have to help people is to be able to kind of give them a focus and really elicit all of their strengths and all of their ideas about what they want to do and connect them together. So it's like I'm trying to be that glue that helps them to connect those dots together so that they can really see that their vision is something that can actually come true. So I, I would presume that as part of the nature of your of your profession, you have to listen to a lot of uh, people's uh, issues, a lot of their problems, and mm. of course you need to be able to support them uh, emotionally and, uh, of course, mentally at some points where you're trying to find solutions for them as well. Not everything could be solved with uh, a motivational speech, as they say. So 
does this have its troll on you? Do you feel that sometimes you might need to just like disconnect from all your clients just to recharge? Or do you have like a formula that just keeps you upbeat all the time? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think that this is something that a lot of uh, therapists or practitioners or people in care experience. And I think that actually we're all human and we're going to experience some kind of uh, difficulty with taking on so much information. Um, and I think what what you learn is that through through your experience, especially in my experience, you kind of learn to build like a natural filter where you know when it's time to absorb information and then you know when it's time to really cut off from it and really look after yourself. So one of the things that I'm a major advocate for is like self-care. And I feel that that's something that we have to implement a lot is in terms of how we physically look after ourselves, how we mentally look after ourselves, how we engage ourselves in other things. And yeah, absolutely, that if you're somebody that takes on a lot of that information on a day-to-day basis, you have to find that detachment from it. You have to find something else that will enable you to focus on other things so that you're giving your brain a rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of like a formulation, I think it's it's no one size fits all, is it? It's like everybody has their individual ideas of what supports them. And I think for me, it's, it is allowing myself to kind of just shut off from social media to set up, to shut off from kind of taking any phone calls or interacting with emails and things like that and it's just kind of taking some time out to myself to really connect with myself in terms of meditation spirituality and just kind of reconnecting like with my physical sense and allowing myself to have that release through um exercise and and kind of physical activity for sure great so what do you think i would like to know your opinion about the placebo effect in mental health do you think your route to recovery or your path to recovery needs to have an element of um, disillusion, if you wish, but like the positive disillusion, the way that would actually help you see the other side or forces you to see the other side when you can't actually see it? That's interesting. I think, yeah, I think the placebo effect is important. And disillusion is interesting because it can definitely give us an idea of what could be a possibility. And I think sometimes when you're stuck in a certain mindset and you've seen the same kind of patterns reoccurring because that's what you're comfortable with and that's what you've grown because of the experiences that you've had, it's hard for then for you to really see past that. So sometimes you have to be able to have something that not forces you, but that encourages you to look at a different perspective. So I think applying something like a placebo effect, you know, I think it's, you know, there's lots of research around that, how that can actually work. Um, But I think that comes down to like, if you believe in yourself, if you believe that something can work for you, then actually maybe it can. And sometimes it's not necessary for you to have all these different things happening for you. Maybe the answers actually rely in yourself and how you see a certain thing. Yeah. Um, So I think it is important that sometimes, you know, the mind is a really, uh, the brain is a very powerful thing, um, as you obviously probably know. And you know, it's it, sometimes it has to be tricked <laughs> yeah. in, into understanding actually what a possibility is because we're so used to overthinking and trying to look at every single thing that could go wrong and that catastrophizing that we typically do, that that then stops us from taking any kind of action. So sometimes we need something to be able to see the opposite of that, that actually what if these things could go so well and what if this amazing recovery could happen or uh, what if these things that I never thought imagined could actually be attainable. So sometimes we have to have something that tricks us and breaks us out of that way of thinking, for sure. Why do you think we are currently living at times where, okay, outside COVID-19, this is quite understandable, but like over Mm -hmm. the past few years, 
we've been seeing a sharp rise in mental health uh, issues and it's becoming quite uh, it's been quite a pandemic in a, uh, in one way or another but no one was really talking about it mm. why do you think we reached to that point and why do you think the coverage to that kind of pandemic in my opinion hasn't been as strongly as the ones that we are seeing nowadays with with covid-19 even though like when you look at the statistics and the number of deaths that come on the back of it are quite comparable yeah i think mental health is definitely it's got a a bigger awareness and i think a lot of more people are talking about it of course and with something like a pandemic it's hard for us to feel that we're not going to be affected by something like this um when actually it can have a great impact on you know even just self isolating at the moment is having a huge impact on the rise of mental health and although we're trying to do something that's keeping us safe um in terms of like contracting the the virus and the issue the actual reality of it is is that actually we're creating other mental health problems in that situation as well for example there's a lot of social anxiety that's going to come from this and i think there's going to be an influx of these kinds of cases within the nhs and within mental health services after the actual pandemic ends uh because i think that's when people will come to their reality and notice actually oh it's time to go back out again uh you know actually this is stopping me from doing that and that, and people become comfortable don't they you know i guess it's those stages that we have that we go through that that make us realize how we're feeling in in a certain situation and then suddenly you know it all comes to a head and then we realize that actually this is this is more difficult than i had thought and this is more difficult for me to come out of on my own and actually a new problem has occurred here um so i think that yeah mental health and covid-19 are very closely interlinked so what would you say would be the the the, the way that our um our generation or like the millennial generation in 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 general would be able to cope with the post pandemic uh, era that we're going to face do you, are, are you a supporter of the the say that the world has changed it's never going to come back the same way or would you say like no we are human creatures and we are always going to back to our normal roots because that's what we are currently craving for well i think it could be a either or i think it depends on the individual but i think as a world on a global level <laughs> i think that this has definitely shifted us in a lot of ways in terms of our mental health and just generally like day to day functioning you know we've none of us would have thought that well many of us i guess wouldn't have thought that working from home would have such an impact but it's something that we've had to do so it's it's opened up new possibilities and new ideas about how we could you know run businesses how we can actually function in terms of our work in terms of our well-being um and actually you know i guess a lot of people uh, might actually get comfortable in that so going back to you know constantly going on the tube and going to work as we do in london might be actually quite difficult for a lot of people to go back to you know i guess the pandemic can be seen as a good thing in terms of it's it's brought us new ideas about how we could live our lives in a very different way and in a, a very digital focused way but equally it's taken some of that human connection away from us which i think a lot of people thrive off and as humans we are social creatures so we need that networking we need that support from each other so that can't be found through digital connections as much as it can through human connection so i think you know in some ways i think that we have we can get comfortable with this uh digital reinforcement uh, because of our current situation but i do think that um and especially me i definitely miss connecting with you know people on a human to human face to face basis so this is something that i would definitely go go back to for sure i don't know about you how do you feel about that 
the human connection absolutely it's uh it's something of uh it's part of our nature and uh, it's part of uh the, the the needs that we have to live by uh but when it comes to uh our profession and uh the way that we deal with business as you know we are a health tech company and uh, our service is delivered online in a way that is quite uh with minimal contact mm. with people so everything that we do has been set up for the digital age if you wish but of course, we can never really uh, decide to never connect with one another ever again. It's uh, it's not even part of our strategy for the future. As a matter of fact, we we were one of the very we were the only company that actually were were to launch uh, a fitness class that would bring its users together mm. into certain events. So we launched a GFit class in uh, on the sixth of March, literally a couple of weeks before the the, the, the lockdown. Uh, and we had to put it on postpone while 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 things were going weird. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, definitely, it's uh, it's something that I hope that we will be able to to bring back to to our normal lives, and uh, and people will just be able to go back to uh, to the way they were doing things before. Because I think we are doing good, but um, I think the pandemic now have shown us uh, how important it is to um, yeah to just keep our hygiene, I guess, and. Uh, yeah. And then make sure that we wash our hands every now and then. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely important. But I think um, in relation to what you've asked, you know, I think balance is key. You know, I think that it's difficult for us to not think that, you know, that we can't go digitally completely because that is the way that the world is moving. Um, but I think balance is key. You know, we have to stay close to some of the uh, key things that impact us as humans and that human contact and that social contact that we need. Um, and, you know, things like Zoom calls and, you know, like group calls and things like that do help um, a lot of that social contact. But there's nothing that uh, really overrides human to human contact, like in front of each other, like hugging each other, being feeling close to each other, shaking hands, even things like that. So I think that's really important. And I think as um, you know, I would really like it if we could hold on to that, because I think that that was that's what makes us human at the end of the day. What would be your advice to our listeners who might be now going through uh, a difficult time, whether it's because of uh, they were being laid off from work? Mm. So as you know, there, it's not it's not like a, a small scale type of issue. It's quite a wide scale that is impacting a large number of people worldwide. What would be your advice for them at these times? Well, I think it's important to take some time out and just reflect on on kind of how they're feeling and what what they're experiencing. Um, because, you know, with external factors that can cause uh, a lot of people to feel very anxious about their life and their future. Um, but I think what really helps is just grounding and, and kind of feeling kind of what's in the here and now, like, what can I do right now to really look after myself to help myself? Because I imagine that although they've been laid off, that there, there's not much opportunity to look for another job. It, perhaps in a similar field that they work in so it's really about what can I do to focus on myself so sometimes when you're experiencing like external difficulties a lot of people might try to continue going external but actually what I would recommend is that we go internal and we look at ourselves and we look at our skills and our strengths and our ideas and all the things that we perhaps wanted to do that we hadn't had the time to do that we could implement um, and you know again going back to the digital age we live in a world where you know you can typically monetize a lot of different things and you can set up businesses from home and is this the opportunity where you can actually do that where you can start making money from home if that's what you need to do from a financial perspective but more from a mental health perspective I guess it would be to do a lot of that inner work and just kind of 
go internal and look at your values and what's important to you and what will help you to get through this right now. Um, that's that's the main thing that I would, I guess, focus on if I could give some recommendations. Absolutely. And, and I think if I may add, I think it's something that we, we, we have as a slogan at Right Angle is that we are all about being certain. Mm. At times of uncertainty, you need to be certain in order to think clear, in order to know what to do. And that's what we try to diffuse and infuse in, in, our, in our users' uh, uh, minds and emotions, mm-hmm. uh, that of uh, certainty. And I think that's, uh, that's the key thing. Sometimes you just need to be certain, even though it's, um, it's, a, it's a quite a strange time, but just yeah. have some time to think, reflect, make a plan. And maybe just go ahead and do it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Fatima. It was a real pleasure speaking with you today. Um, no, thank you. I'm really happy that we had the chance to speak. Uh, I saw a few of your videos and uh, they are quite heartwarming, definitely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. That's okay. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Another Angle. We hope you found some useful information in today's podcast. Feel free to share it with your loved ones and please do let us know in the comments which areas or topics you would like us to discuss next. We would love to deliver that right knowledge right to you. Stay safe.